On this MarTech Interviews, uh, I am sitting across from Adam Small, and we are at Connex, which is a content experience conference in Toronto uh, from Uberflip. This is MarTech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of MarTech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is Douglas Carr. Welcome back, everybody, to a new week of MarTech. This week, I want to thank our sponsors, Products Up. If you work in e-commerce, as we do with clients, and your Google Shopping campaign has been rejected multiple times, uh, you know how frustrating it can be to get a solid, accurate feed in there. Not to mention trying to keep up with your product categories, trying to get the right shopping values, and keeping track of duplicate values. Uh, imagine if you were able to have your Google Shopping campaigns accurate, auto-corrected, and ready to go, where you don't even need to double-check for missing GTINs, incorrect taxes, or image formats. If you're looking for a way to make sure your Google campaigns get accepted instantly without a hassle, you're going to want to get the guide on how to launch bulletproof Google Shopping campaigns. This is going to keep your focus on selling your products rather than troubleshooting feed errors. Get ready to master your Google Merchant Center account with Product Up's guide called 11 Common Google Shopping Feed Errors and How to Avoid Them. You can download that guide at productsup.io slash google dash errors. And we're going to go ahead and put that link in the show notes as well. So thanks again to our sponsors at Products Up and go check out that guide. So yesterday was a pre-day for the conference. Right. It was a pre-conference day for uh, early registration customers and uh, sponsors. Yeah. And it was right. pretty interesting because neither of us are customers. Right. Well, we did the early registration, and yeah. so they, they invited us to that event. It was really uh, pretty good. They had a number of panels and one or two speakers as well. One of the more interesting things that I thought was the, uh, the discussions on ABM, account-based marketing. Yeah. So... Yeah, and and uh, we should we should add it was at Uberflip's headquarters in downtown Toronto, which is stunning, absolutely amazing. Yeah, uh, you walk in there and there's just plenty of open space. You can tell the work environments really uh, probably pro seem to be very um, modern, very yeah. very fun, very yeah, they very had, active they environment. Had meeting rooms, open space, uh, all kinds of stuff. Was, right. Well, nice. and I, I need. I even noticed like uh, the accounting department was called um, Finance Street. Yeah, Finance yeah. Street. You know, so so you know they're having a little bit of fun with it as yeah. well. You know, so yeah, and uh, and so we we're, were talking to account based marketing, and it was pretty interesting because in my in my history, every company that I've that I've worked at always had a set of typically senior account salespeople that targeted specific companies. And, right. And so uh, Daniel G. Day from Snowflake, which is a, a cloud-based database uh, platform. Warehousing. Warehouse, right? data, data warehouse Data warehousing, platform. right. Um, he was talking about account-based management. And one of the things that I liked that he said was what differs about that than, let's say, a strategic you know, sales team is that account-based management can actually scale. So... His team of five people, I think he said. Right. His team of five people is targeting 500 different 
you know, companies all over the all over the world. Right, right. And, yeah. and you know, the, the big difference I think is what they're what they're doing is not necessarily a, a new concept. Right. Right. Because like you said, a lot of larger companies have traditionally had these uh, this group of salespeople that said, okay, this person would be an ideal, this group would be an ideal company to work with. Let's pursue them. But what they've done now is taken and automated, digitized that whole process so that A, it's, it's uh, objective instead of subjective, and B, uh, automated, right? Right. So you end up with a, a position where, uh, you know, a human might take a year or more to start really getting across to that customer. And with these guys, they can customize and tailor a... Uh, process within a month or so. Yeah. Well, and, and um, you know, to to back it up just a sec. So, in strategic market, strategic sales like that, in you're going to target companies. What I thought was interesting with this was they were actually utilizing these systems, um, bringing third party data in from other systems like aggregating it, EverString right. and Bombora, and uh, and they were getting some intelligence on the companies, and they were letting the system tell them which companies that they should target. And even what kind of content to target them with, yeah, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's once you get into the reach and stuff. Right. But, but I thought it was interesting that, so they don't even hand select, you know, the companies. Right, it's the system saying, yeah. well, yeah, this one actually is a good fit for you, and that right. one not so much. Right. Right, so, so, the, so it's directed by the system. And so the, the four step kind of process for ABM that he went through was targeting the Everstring and Bombora uh, reach. So how do you how do you get content in front of them? So Terminus, Sigster, which is another uh, indie tech company. Right. right. Um, and LinkedIn. So they were actually utilizing those channels to, to push content out to these guys. They were using Uberflip to create the content experience in uh, and 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 they were saying one of the customers that he talked about, they had touched 450 different articles had touched someone on the company's team before anybody ever signed an online form right. for information. Right. So that's a pretty cool. That's a drastic difference from let's say a a cold call on a big client. Now you're you're putting information in front of them that the data is saying that they're looking for and and then you know kind of bringing them and sucking them into the customer journey you know right well and it's it's driving engagement right yeah. because like you said 450 touches before they ever caught a name before yeah. they ever got a uh, an email address and got them past that gated content right right and and you know to to, to that effect at that point they're already very much interested in, you know that they're interested at that point, right? right. Um, you know, because no matter how big your organization is, if, if that organization has looked at 450 different pieces of content, right. then there's interest there, you know, yeah. and they're able to show it. They were able to say, yeah, look, they've done this, and now we've got a name, now we can pursue them and customize it even further, so. Yeah, and Uberflip, the, you know, which are the, basically the hosts of this entire event. You know, Uberflip basically has a content hub, you know, where you can pull content in from everything that you got. Blogs, you know, feeds, you know, what whatever. And and then it 
silos it into certain topics and everything. And so it tailors makes, it for the, yeah. the consumer. So if people are looking for data warehousing solutions, what Snowflake is going to have is is a basically a uh, unlimited list of articles that are aligned with what people are searching for. As you keep scrolling, more articles are going to keep popping up. And everything. Right, right, which that's the in infinite scroll yeah. thing, right? And the whole point of that is to keep people locked yeah. in and targeted on your page right. you know, or on your, your It's content. really cool how it aligns that topic matter and stuff. And Right, because for you, it may be slightly different than it would be for me, sure. right? Even if we're looking exactly. at similar, uh, you know, for similar contents, it, somehow or other, after a while, they recognize that my needs are slightly different than yours. So they tailor that content and I might have an article or two or a piece of content that you won't and you'll have a couple that I won't because they're right. geared and tailored toward your need versus you know a general need. You know, because you can say, well, data warehousing. Everybody in data warehousing needs these things, yeah. right? But you know, if you said in medical data warehousing, oh, right. you're going to need security. You're going to need you know HIPAA compliance yeah. stuff like that. So now we're going to put HIPAA compliance in with the general stuff for your medical guy, right? Yeah, yeah, so. and, and then. Um, and then the last piece of it, you know, we said target, reach, engage, and the last one was measure. They're actually utilizing uh, Engageo, uh, Tableau, and Looker. Engageo is, you know, basically seeing how people are engaging with the content. Tableau is more of a analytical, you know, charting program that's right, really right. powerful. Uh, well, it gives and, you some in-depth analysis, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and so then they can take that data, and I thought it was cool how he was talking about they're, they're basically their ABM marketing team works for the senior sales rep that's working right. on the target. Right. And so now they're feeding information back to that sales rep that'll help him right. with they're, the they're intelligence. Saying, Look, this isn't yeah. what they're looking for. Here's what they're yeah. really looking for. Based yeah. on what we're seeing, this is what they're looking for. And, you know, and the other part that they showed with the um, spider graph was you know, even though people are getting to the site and they're looking at one type of content, they were also looking at an entirely different type of content that the uh, salespeople didn't think anybody was looking at. Right, right. right? So, you're so now you know they're looking at a second set of data and you have another uh, depth of which to explore with well, them. Well, it's, it's all helping the sales guy, right? Right, right. Now the sales guy knows that, okay, here are the three things that they really focus their attention on, so I can highlight that when I'm when I'm actually calling on them. Absolutely. That, I think the, the big, 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 massive number that stood out at me through the whole conversation was that now half of all of uh, Snowflake's content is now consumed by those targeted prospects. Right, and that so, was very interesting, right? <laughs> so can you imagine, now this isn't even on your website, right? It's right. an Uber flip site, micro right. site, landing page, you know, hub. Right. And and they're not even, they're, they're consuming half of all your content that is on your website, they're consuming it over on this hub. Right, and, and you know, that's a really interesting, the, the fact that it's half, right? Yeah. Because what that says is that not only are they getting to the site, getting to the content, but then they're going beyond the piece that they landed on yeah. and they're checking out the other stuff because otherwise it wouldn't be half. There's yeah. no way right. you could hit that half number 
without them going beyond yeah. the one piece that they landed on. So now they're, you know, and it's because of the mechanism of putting the right stuff in front of them to keep them engaged and, yeah. and, and working with you. So yeah, it's very, yeah. very amazing. And and for, you know, both of us produce content, obviously with the podcasts and our own sites and clients and everything else. Right. The interesting thing to me is, you know, the opportunity to basically take content that you've already worked hard on and repurpose it in a manner that can drive that engagement. And well, and I thought that was one of the really, uh, uh, probably one of the, the best parts of it is that, uh, they, you know, they talked about taking all of your content and categorizing, repurposing, and reutilizing it. Instead of, you know, you have to kick off a program and then create a whole bunch of new content. Right, exactly. Because there's a lot of work that goes into content creation. Yeah. And so if they can take your older content, make it evergreen, you know, where you can use it over and over again in different formats and forms. And with Uber, Uberflip, uh, it was my impression that, you know, they'll do PDFs and they'll do uh, infographics and yeah. and work all that stuff in and figure out the best way to present it. So, yeah. um, you know, just the, the sheer amount of work you don't have to do in order to um, get there because you probably already created a ton of content. You know, yeah. it's just a matter of reusing it. Right. And then um, maybe from a last, you know, I, I, I think this was an important aspect that he kept pushing throughout the entire thing was the alignment between sales and marketing teams on this that it really was a hand you know handheld back and forth you know between the two that unless you had sales really working alongside you it doesn't work you know the, right it was and, a collaboration yeah and i i you know when you look at a lot of organizations now their sales team doesn't talk much to their marketing team no they just complain whether there's enough leads or whether they're qualified or whatever right. they're not even sending the same message yeah. it's not even a cohesive branded right. message right right um and it, it may be yeah got the lead in now i'm going to go out and land them my way right you know and instead you know the marketing team the account-based marketers can can be handing off data that says this is what they're interested in this is right. what they're looking at you know, so talk to and these then, things. And then, and how do we build it, right? Right. You know, what should we build based on your conversations? What can we do better to, to modify? Fine-tune this, yeah. right? Yeah, it's absolutely. Awesome. It's amazing I, stuff. It was a, it was good for me to hear the differences with ABM because I often said, man, we were doing this stuff 10 years ago. It was just name different, but we weren't doing it. You know, we weren't doing it to scale. We weren't uh, pre you know, laying that groundwork of content to target, you know, someone before they ever contacted. Right. You well, know. I think that, you know, to a degree, it was nascent what you were doing 10 years ago, right? Uh, in that there was some of it, but it was very subjective. Yeah. It was very uh, opinion-driven instead of fact-driven, right? Yeah, and resource, uh, right. resource heavy, too. Right, because you couldn't scale because you right. didn't have the systems in place to tell you all these things and then you know, automatically say, well, this is a good one to go after and here's the content you need right. to approach them with, you know? So it made a big, it makes a big difference having the systems in place to automate it and be able to scale it. You know, I, I, I recall them saying that, um, you know, when they first started, it could take up to, I, I think they said 90 days to get it launched. I th something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and now they're down to getting it launched it's a within, handful. Uh, yeah. you know, like a week or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think right? it was less than a week now right. that they can, they can basically pop a hub out that targets a, a company. Right. So, so very, and, very and amazing. And remember, this is, you know, Snowflake. Uh, you can look them up online. 
but they're an international company. This isn't a small company. Right. And so this guy's doing this with five, you know, five people on his team. These, uh-huh. these people are, you know, they're working hard, but that's incredible output for a, for a for team. For a small team like yeah. that, absolutely. So, Awesome. Well, uh, does that conclude our discussion at ABM? For the moment, uh, you know, I mean, there's so much more going on here. I'm sure we're going to talk about a couple other yeah. things before we're done. But, yeah, I think that, that that concludes the ABM discussion. It's a really interesting you know, tactic in, in marketing, yeah. uh, and, and I think they can be really valuable in the right places. The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.